Bobby Bones post show pre show. I just got a text from Ryan Hurd, the country singer, um, Marin Moore's husband. Here's a picture he sent me. It's a, of his refrigerator mm-hmm. and a wood floor. He dropped a piece of ice. <laughs> He's like, what do I do? And he goes, what do I do? <laughs> so what did he do? I said, don't kick it. He says, it has been disposed. Oh, he picked it up. I don't know what that means. Uh, Man, that, that question was serious. I, I like went home and thought about it. Like really, like <laughs> it's almost like a metaphor for life. Like kicking it under is really just kind of like the people that just like, eh, whatever, I'll deal with it later. Procrastinators. I mean, people that leave it there, like, what well, you're going to deal with water later. It's kind of a, a good, it could be a good metaphor for things. I don't leave it there. I pick it up. I know. That's and, how you live your life. And I make and I put it somewhere where it could do some good in my dog's bowl. You live your life, and it's very admirable because it's, it really is a good way to live. Like, you don't waste time. If you have a thought or an idea of something, you do it right then and there. And I don't know why you don't wait. Where I think a lot of people, or even growing up, I would see my dad do this. It was just like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. By the end of the day, we'll get that done. But that's not you. You're always like, do it now. Mostly because if it's something I think is worth doing, I, I feel like I'm probably not going to do it right the first time. And if I want to do it, I'd like to do it and get it right. So if I, the earlier I mess up in life, yeah. the earlier I figure it out. So might as well. And get also, it done now. And also, you know, in the last five or so years, when I've started to have a bit of success, my calendars, it's it's trained me to do things, do them right, at least when I have the time to spend on it, spend the time on it, and then move to the next thing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but again, I think it's a metaphor for life. You like to hang out. You're a, you are. <laughs> I'll leave the ice there for as long as I can. Is it offensive to you that you are a type B personality? No. Okay, I didn't think it, it would be. It, that is me. Right. You are the epitome of a type B personality. I'm not the, the leader of the group. Which I think, but it, there's definitely leadership parts of, sure. of especially, we'll t- you know, you and I having a, a musical comedy duo. I think why we work together so well is that you are extremely type B and I am extremely type A. Correct. And there's only been, I wouldn't even say a handful, a couple of times, and mostly just because we're tired. That we kind of are pissy with each other. <laughs> well, you spend enough time with someone, you're going to get pissy with them. But even then, it hasn't been that often. Nah. And mostly it's been because we had to, we played a show till 1 a.m. and had to get up at 5 in New Orleans and you were late to the car and I was just, you were t- being type B and I was being type A. Did you remember the other time when we had to leave at 10 o'clock at night? We had a bus call at the station and I, I mean, I, that might have been an hour late because I, I laid down to take a nap with my kid like at 8. And I woke up and it was already 10 mm-hmm. and you guys were calling me saying, Hey, where are you? We're all, we're leaving. I think we were going to like Augusta or something. And I'm, everyone was so mad. I even think we had a Twitter fight like while you were in the front seat and I was in the back seat <laughs> and Andy Roddick <laughs> responds to both of us. He goes, is this a real fight? I can't tell. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's funny though. seems right. Uh, by the way, everybody else had to leave. It's just Eddie and I and Mike D right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a Friday yeah. and people had stuff to do. So, uh, we decided to, to hang out and do this here. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to the show. We got a good one. Morgan Walling coming up in just a little bit. So I was reading a story about short guys and how much more money they have to make to be a- attractive. To oh, women, which sucks. That's, like, yeah, it's not their fault. Ray is five, six. Mm-hmm. He is a short guy. Yeah. I know he struggles with that. He acts like he doesn't, but he did for a long time. Especially <laughs> because his brother is like six, two or six, three. Yeah. His twin brother, by the way. Um, I would say we're in the taller. You're five eleven. I'm six foot. Yeah, 
If I, but I, when I get measured for stuff, I wear Jordans. So you can be six, six one? one. Yeah, I'm on my idea six one. I do the same to just to be at six. Mm. Well, so how much do short guys need to be attractive as tall guys? So Money? They, what do they make a year? Yeah, like how much more? I'll, what I'll do is I'll tell you the height, <laughs> and you can tell me how much more than the average person, the average height they have to make. Okay. I don't really understand. Okay, so let's just say six foot. Six foot's the height. Yes. If I were to say someone five ten. For a woman to find them attractive, that 5'10 person's got to make more money than the 6-foot person. Correct. So how much more money do they have to make <laughs> <laughs> at 5'10? This is so out there for a first one, but yeah. any guess at all? I know. I don't know. A 5'10 guy needs to make an extra $24,000 a year. <laughs> That's crazy. Versus a 6-foot guy. A 5'8 guy, which now you're getting. Yeah, it's a little closer. To guys that are a little bit shorter. So what is it, 10? No, it's even more. Oh, it would be more. Yeah, it's, it's $138,000 extra. Oh, my God. This, this is ridiculous. This, this is the terrible, a terrible thing. A five-foot-six guy, $175,000 <laughs> extra. So dumb. What they did is they say, okay, we're going to do $62,000, which is apparently the median income. Uh, and so they go, okay. This, and so if you're a five-foot-six guy, you got to make $238,000. Wow. To be as attractive Just as a six-foot guy. Wow. Five foot four, two hundred twenty-one thousand dollars extra. Jeez, Louise. Five foot two, two sixty-nine. Five feet tall, straight up. Just give up. Three hundred seventeen thousand dollars extra. Just be single for your whole life. That's about twenty-eight thousand dollars per inch you need to make. <laughs> Where did you get this from? It was some dumb study. <laughs> Men who are six-two can make as little as thirty-three thousand dollars a year. Sure. Six foot four, you can just be happy with your job and twelve thousand dollars a year. And if you're six-six or above, you can pretty much be unemployed and you're still a catch. Can I be honest? Yeah. When I see like a dude that's six three, six four, I feel very inferior to him. Like, it, like I, I do without even knowing the person, I just feel like this person is more put together than I am, just because he's six three, six four. Like genetically, probably makes more money than me. I, but again, I think tall people probably are given the benefit of the doubt, much like hot girls are. Yeah, like you're a hot girl, life's a little easier for you in every way. You don't even know it because it's the only thing you've ever known. Same thing with tall guys. Yeah, I got to work on that, though. It's not good. Some porch pirates in Alberta, Canada got stuck in the snow. The people they robbed didn't realize they were thieves and tried to help them, <laughs> and then they got bear sprayed. Nice. What's a bear spray? Is it like mace? It's like a can Yeah, I had to use it when Did I was Did you have in. to use that? I had it on me in case we ran into bears when I was shooting one of my shows in Montana, which was pretty... Because we saw bears late at night um, on the, like the, the infrared scope. Oh, yeah, the night vision. Uh, bizarre... Incident in Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada. A stolen vehicle with a dog inside. Good Samaritans being bear sprayed and porch pirates. These people stole a package. <laughs> they were tempted to leave the property. They got stuck. They went to the resident of the home to help them. Then a neighbor came in and helped. And then they were like, hey, that's our package in the backseat of your vehicle. When she confronted the man, he took the package and then bear sprayed the woman. Wow. That he had asked for help. Like for sure they got it. They're going to hell. Yes, one way ticket. <laughs> like for sure, like done. Kind of, for sure, that kind of person's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, real talk though. Like, if you saw a bear, would you even think about getting the spray, or would you run? I, Come on, for real. I. It depends how far away they were. If they were far, and I felt like I could move, because bears are way faster than us. Yes. it's like running from a car. They have four legs. And it, you see them being so big, and you think there's no way, mm. but they they are. They're they're extremely fast. If they were far, I think I could. Pro- I feel like I could get away 
So, but you would have enough time to even think about getting the spray too in one hand, and get it ready. If they were close, I would spray. And they, when I was trained on the bear spray, because it was a serious thing where we were, it was to spray the ground. Oh, oh, it's not for their eyes. It's. I don't think it's the same thing as mace. All I know is what I was taught. But they said if if a bear is coming at you and you can spray the ground and it goes up, kind of like when you spray cologne and walk through it. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's I was what I envisioning. So <laughs> I haven't seen that episode yet in my um, the bear I, one. Yeah, not the bear girls one. The bear, no, the bear in Montana. Episode. Yeah, they haven't sent me that one yet to look at for my show. Um, I hope all you guys have a good weekend. Are you guys doing sore losers today? I'm doing sore losers today. Yes, on a Friday. On a Friday, we do it every Friday. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the new ones. Why don't you do Tuesday, Thursday? Uh, we started. Remember, we started five days a week, and then we were like, "This is a little much," so we went down to three days a week, almost like a college schedule of Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes. Listen, I'm over here doing five days a week, Mike, hours and hours a day. Yeah, yeah. These knuckleheads <laughs> do an hour, three days a week, and they're like, "I can't do it anymore." Yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying to set you guys up for success, so when I get out of this freaking business, you guys can just rest on your podcast and do that and pay your mortgage. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's what we're trying to do. And for now, it's three days a week. But you know what? Fridays are great because this is what we do. We talk all about football on Fridays, all the weekend sports. Mondays, we recap all that stuff. Wednesday, we just kind of see what's happening in like the, the off-season news. But what about whenever football's over? It's about to be over. NFL's got playoffs. <laughs> got the college championship. The national that's championship. why sports are beautiful. As soon as football's over, we have basketball. Bas- but nobody, there's, yeah, it's sure. not the same. Well, you start talking about basketball, and then every sport, what I've realized, has some kind of... Ooh, off-season drama. Yeah, that's Did you true. see who's hired who? I'm like, who cares? That's true. But yeah, that's what we talk about. All right, check out the Sore Losers. Uh, check out the Bobby cast. I have Dina Carter on 25 years since. Strawberry wine. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Not just as an artist, but as yes. this is a person. She's fantastic. But uh, you can hear that on the Bobby cast, all the new music that comes out this week. Check it out. And uh, here's today's show. Thank you, guys. Hello, friends. Good morning, studio. Morning. 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 Later on, Morgan Wallen will be in studio performing. Can't wait for that. He's got a new record out today. Eddie, your kid lose a tooth? Uh, They always lose tooth, but yes, uh, I recently lost one, yes. So what's the situation with the Tooth Fairy? Tooth Fairy uh, is getting kind of um, expensive for me in in, in a way. I mean, the first time the, the kid loses a tooth, the Tooth Fairy brings $5. Pretty steep. I got four kids. Right, and then after that, it's one. But sometimes kids lose teeth at the same time, kind of getting a little expensive. And then I think the kids are like, "My friend got like four dollars. My friend over there got five dollars." And I'm like, "Well, the tooth fairy. I don't know how the tooth fairy works, but this is what the tooth fairy does in the Garcia yeah. household. We don't know the tooth fairy personally, correct? And I'm thinking back in the and I start telling back in the day, kid, I got at it a quarter. So who knows? Kids don't give a crap out back in the day. <laughs> they don't. That's the truth. No, over the holiday season, all the cousins got together and they're like, oh man, I got 10 bucks for my tooth. And they're just like, what? North Carolina, they got $10? Tooth Fairy, that's crazy. So now there's the story going around that the Tooth Fairy just has different values all over the country. Different Tooth Fairies. They're like senators. Correct. They're all different. Correct. They elected different reasons. Mm-hmm. What's Amy's Tooth Fairy pain these days? Oh, the Tooth Fairy, he's been, coronavirus has, oh. hasn't been able to come. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's been a lot happening. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's can't get social distancing, you know? Yeah. He hasn't come around. But before COVID, 
Although I will say I'm with Eddie. We're losing a lot of teeth these days. <laughs> like 2020 was like the land of the teeth. But uh, before that, just a dollar. Today, Delta Dental released new findings from its original Tooth Fairy poll that show a 30 cent increase in the Tooth Fairy's average cash gift for a total of $4.03 per tooth. Oh, that's expensive. Mm. Cost of living, Tooth Fairy style, yeah. $4 a tooth. Let your local Tooth Fairy know. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Leave them out of this. Yeah. Parents are just trying to raise their kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was over on the B Team Facebook page. Here's the question. I'll pose it to you guys. They say, friends, my husband and I are having a disagreement and I need to know what to do. And I'm assuming it's about cereal and milk. Okay. <laughs> Number one, after you eat your cereal, you just drink the milk. Number two, eat the cereal and then dump out the milk. Ooh. Number three, add more cereal to the remaining milk. Number four, no milk, yuck. Oh, I have mine. Of course. What? what? Uh, Three, add more cereal. That's what I do. If there's milk left over, you add more cereal. Yes, and then you're able to get the rest. You're good to go. All right, number three, I don't waste food, so uh, I add more milk. I add more cereal to the milk, existing milk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's interesting because I will do that if the milk isn't a flavor that I just want to straight drink the milk. Because if I'm doing Cinnamon Toast Crunch, drink that I, I'm drinking the milk afterward, and then I'm just going to have more cereal with milk again. <laughs> because I love this cinnamon. So I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go drink the milk after you finish your cereal. Okay. Because I love cereal. If I could have food groups of my own, it would be smoothies soup, cereal, and grab bag. That would be my phone. <laughs> That's just anything That'd else? Be, no, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> is that cheating? Yeah, kind of. No, 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 no. It would be cereal, <laughs> smoothies, and soup. Uh, soup. Where's pizza in there? It's in grab bag. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But those would be my, my, my food groups there. But I would drink the milk, and then if I wanted more cereal... I would just have more Get a cereal. whole new bowl of cereal. Yeah. I was, you know, speaking of breakfast food, hey, listen to this. Do you have a problem snacking? Do you guys like snack too much if you get bored? Yeah. Or That's usually when I snack late. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be pretty disciplined in what I'm eating. If you want to cut out snacking, they say switch to having oatmeal for breakfast more so than cereal or something else. Because a daily serving of oats can help dieters slash in-between meal snacking and if you're looking to lose weight, shed six pounds in three weeks. Dang. From oatmeal, I guess because it fills you up so okay. much. You eat oatmeal ever? Oh, I love oatmeal. Yeah. Caitlin does this thing where she bakes oatmeal. Mm. Oh, and you just eat it dry? With peaches. Yummy. It's, it's fantastic. I love peaches. I think she puts peaches in there for me. Okay. That's fantastic. She will make things. She'll go, okay, I know the stuff that you like. Let me create a recipe wow. and make it. for. She made me this stuff. I call it Bobby Pasta because I like to name things after myself. <laughs> Where she just took the things that I like and made it a pasta. She was like, I've never put fried okra in a pasta, but it was fried okra. Don't. No, No, I mean, okra. It's not about putting it in the pasta. I'm just not an okra person, but okay. It was this Bonza pasta, which is a brand we like. Mm -hmm. Okra, chicken, like rotisserie chicken. Yeah, like shredded chicken. And a little bit of cheese. It's fantastic. Okay. It's fantastic. And what do you call that again? Bobby pasta. Bobby pasta. Got it. (laughs) And she was like, why can't we call it Caitlin pasta? I made it. I was like, well, remember the Bobby Water at Sonic? Because, yeah, I made that too. <laughs> There's different, probably going to be different variations. Bobby Pasta 1. Sure, sure. Bobby Pasta 2. <laughs> really good, though, man. It's good. Um, uh, okay. Lunchbox, what was your cereal to milk one? 
Well, I think you're the only logical person here because 99% of the time you just drink the milk afterwards. There's very rare occasions you add the cereal. So I'm a drink the milk person after I eat the cereal. And then if you want more cereal, you, you just, just pour more cereal and pour exactly. more milk in Sometimes the cereal. Sometimes that's too much, guys, and then you end up with right. a problem at the very end again. What do I do? No, you right. drink the milk again. <laughs> I mean, it's simple. I mean, I know I'm Einstein, but Eddie, catch up. <laughs> Fun Fat Friday. The most fun facts of the week. Amy, are you ready? We're ready. Here we go. Number five. So Benjamin Harris, he was an elected president in 1888, and he was actually the first president to have electricity in the White House, but he never wanted to turn lights on in the room because he was so scared he was going to get electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you be, though? Of course. Yeah. I mean, we're freaking out about cell phones, but imagine the first time electricity comes on. You're like, I ain't touching it. You're like, is this thing coming down on me? <laughs> It sounds crazy, but yeah, flip a button and all of a sudden, doof. Makes yeah. sense. I would be scared too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Number four. So a Yale study discovered that kids who watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood retained more knowledge than kids who watched Sesame Street, and these kids were also more patient. Do they have any reason as to why? I don't have all those details, but I would assume it's because Mr. Rogers taught a lot of patience. And as a human, maybe? Mm. Maybe that connection, because it's not... I mean, Mr. Rogers did have his little puppets, but not. it's not like a big bird talking to you. Yeah, with big bird, maybe you think it's more fun mm-hmm. than you do educational. Okay. I, I'm just... That's a good theory. M- ...making stuff up here. Yeah. I would like to go on Sesame Street at some point. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Because cool. I watch... play music? I, no. Because I, sometimes, though... I'm not there to the level where they would invite me on yet. Maybe. Who knows? If this new TV show does well, there's a chance. But like Dan and Shay went on. And I was was like, that's so cool. cool. Pretty cool. To get so, that would be a goal. And maybe I just wait till I have kids. But then Sesame Street's going to be all hovertrons and and whatever they, the holograms. Number three. The founder of Timex Watches picked the name in honor of his father because his father loved to read Time magazine and he also used a lot of Kleenex. So he combined Timex, Time magazine and Kleenex for Timex. Boom, that's his name. Well, it also just makes sense because it's a watch. Yeah, that's like what it I tells thought. time. But t- the X comes from his, he wanted it no, to no. be all in I honor of his dad. Look at my watch. Is that Timex? Is that a G Shock? Yeah, they're the greatest. And as far as watches go, this one was like $80. And it looks really cool. Oh, I remember when I was 18, I got a G-Shock for graduation or something, and I thought I was the coolest. G-Shocks are so many cool ones now, Mm -hmm. and they don't break. And this one's red, and I love red. So, All right, next up. Number two. The T-shirt was invented in 1904 and was marketed to bachelors who couldn't sew to replace the buttons on their shirts. So it was the idiot shirt. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It was like, okay, you can't figure out a sew. Here's a shirt without buttons. Number one. And then keep this in mind. If you find a lost wallet with an ID in it, you can drop it off in any USPS mailbox, and they're going to mail it to the owner for free. Sure they are, wink, wink. Yeah, right. Hey, no, they and are. leave the cash in, too, and they'll be sure. <laughs> or you could take it to your local police station. That's what someone did once when they found my wallet. And luckily, I thought to call the police to see if anyone had turned anything in, and they had it at the front desk. So if you just drop a wallet in there, they look through it, find the ID? Yes. I think they're, obviously, this is part of their USPS training manual, I assume. If you find a wallet in the big mailbox, make sure you check it out. We're going to mail it to the person for free. I found a couple IDs. Where? In my day. Oh, you have. And I just post them on Instagram. I block out the address, and I'm like, whose is this? 
and then I mail it to them. That's what I did with that purse I found the other day. Because people are like, just mail it to the address on there. Sometimes you move For and sure. you don't oh, change your true. address on your ID. Yep. Yeah. And then every time I've done that, people, someone's been connected to someone has been connected to someone. Yeah. The world is very small whenever you, you, you pull out social media. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dolly Parton revealed in her new book that she hid an unreleased secret song at her Dollywood Dream More Resort. The unreleased unheard track is in a locked box and is to be shared 30 years after the resort's opening in the year 2045. And new albums out today, Morgan Wallen dropped his double album, Dangerous. It features his hit song, More Than My Hometown. Watson released his album called American Soul. Here's the title track. The American Soul. Oh, say can you see flag that you wave freedom made free in the home of the brave. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A truck driver in Delaware is going down the road when he comes upon a wreck and he sees this guy running around in the street freaking out. And so the truck driver gets down and goes, what's wrong, sir? And he's like, I can't find my daughter. I can't find my daughter. We were in a wreck and she's gone. And the truck driver looks and in the back seat is an empty car seat. And he goes looking with a flashlight, finds the baby in the marsh that had been tossed out of the car unharmed. Oh, unharmed. Are babies like rubber? Yeah, yeah, yeah when they're, they're really little. You know, what's rubber and glue bounces off me, sticks to you. Yep, exactly what they are. <laughs> but I'm saying if I was thrown out of a car. Uh, it'd be different. And landed in a field. Yeah. I'd be broken every which way. Yeah. But is that because how babies are built? They say that their bones are kind of like, uh, they're flexible and they're not like easy to break. That's what they say. I've never tried it. <laughs> never had to experience anything like that. But that's what the doctors say. Well, and how random and how lucky to look in that spot where that baby was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just laying in a field. I can listen. I've had my dog go missing before, and the feeling when you find your dog again. Can you imagine that times a million if it's your baby? Oh yeah, I've 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 lost my kid for like five minutes in my house, and Same. it ended up being in the backyard. But like, it's scary. Like you look at the gates, and you're like, is the gate open? Like where did he go? But no, he was just in the backyard. What's your first thought when your kid's gone? That they are gone out of the like house oh, yeah. and on the, the street. Uh, well, like your biggest quick fear is that somebody kidnapped them. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Go, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Any points it goes, you can take it from here. Well, it. Mine was mine was when it actually happened, but they had only been in America a few days and we had just adopted them. So in my mind, they didn't speak English and I thought someone was gonna take them and they weren't gonna be able to say, Hi, we just got adopted by Amy and Ben Brown and this is where we live. They wouldn't know any yeah. of that. So I just felt like, oh no, someone's gonna pick them up and then they're gonna end up like just keeping them. Or something. Because they're they don't know where know. to put them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just like, uh. they're taking them and then they end up somewhere awful. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not good that my brain went so dark. But then we found them. Didn't Balloon Boy, his parents just got the uh, pardoned by the state of maybe Colorado? For they, you know, that kid, they thought the kid was gone and the, we all watched it yes. float. We're like, the kid's in the balloon. Yeah. I believe Balloon Boy just got pardoned. It just makes me think of the kid being missing. It turns out the kid was hiding in the attic. Yes. But yeah, like state pardoned. 
right? Like Colorado, yeah. yeah. The kid or the parents? The parents, but I mean that that family, sure. they just got pardoned. That's a great story, though. The, the driver found the baby. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Miami, Florida. A 22-year-old man has been trying to increase his Instagram followers, so he likes to do crazy videos. So he's walking, and he sees a police car parked, no cop in it. So he pulls out the video camera, mm-hmm. jumps up and down on the cop car. I am a beast. I am a beast. I am a beast. Puts it on Instagram, police find it, and like, huh, track him down at a local bar. <laughs> you know, you got to go, I want to do something crazy, and I want to put it on camera. But if you do something crazy and illegal, and it's on camera, that's how you get caught. <laughs> Did he live stream when he was getting arrested? Because that, I would have watched. <laughs> no, he just posted this in his story. He didn't even do it live. He didn't He didn't know the cops were coming for him. He was having a glass of wine. Boom. Guy, Puffed don't his- you know? Put it on the feed. <laughs> if it's important, put it on the feed. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> You guys can email us at any time. If you need advice, we're constantly looking through this email. Morgan, what's the email they can reach us? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, let's open it up. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby, my name is William. So my wife has been doing dry January to stop drinking any alcohol the entire month. She wants to cleanse for two weeks and expects me to do the same with her, but I don't want to. Now, why should I have to stop drinking and go on a cleanse if I don't have to lose any weight or want to. I work out four days a week. I enjoy having a glass of wine or beer on the weekends. I shouldn't have to suffer because my wife likes to overeat during the holidays oh. and drink every night for two weeks. Shots fired. Listen, I like to be supportive, but I think asking me to do a cleanse and not drink for a month is too much. What do you guys think? Amy, what's your opinion? Bobby, what's your opinion? Signed, William. Maybe I'll let you fill this one first. My opinion is that she absolutely should not be asking you to join her on this. This is her decision, and you shouldn't be dragged into it. I don't necessarily would have phrased all the things the way you did, oh, like if she hears that. <laughs> um, but you are in the right in that you don't have to join her. But you can do whatever you need to do to be whatever encouragement she needs in, during this time. But no way can she drag you on her antics. Agree that in principle, that's the right thing, but his life's going to be miserable if he doesn't do something to walk alongside her. I just said he could encourage her. Well, but encouraging her, she's going to be like, no, do it with me. You, first of all, you you don't have to do it, Mm -mm. but you got to find ways to make her think you're doing it. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it on the side. Ooh. Wait, oh, so your solution is to like just deceive a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. No, no, nobody's hurting this. This is a victimless crime. I'm okay, all for I'm all for a victimless crime, especially because listen, in the house, if she's not happy, the whole house ain't gonna be happy. Right, a happy wife. Yeah, but clearly she's doing something that might make him miserable, and then he's not happy. What I would say, William, agree to it, but then don't <laughs> don't do it. I completely disagree yeah. with that. I'm being practical. I know you're... But then she's going to find out that... She's going to find out. And then if she is, be like, hey, babe, I was trying to support you. I just wasn't doing it around you. No, it's only a couple weeks. <laughs> have an, what, how about have an honest conversation with her about how, you know, maybe you won't have to do something yeah, like a cleanse. Good if, luck If with you that. stay moderate during, like, learn... I'm trying to protect his life. She's going to find a bunch of beer bottles in the garage and be like, oh, man, here you go. World War II. Right. My, I would say it's only a couple weeks. You say, hey, I'm happy to go. I may not be perfect, but I'm happy to do this with you. So 
Don't drink. But really, in front he has no intention of doing it with her. <laughs> he shouldn't have to. He should get. He should win on both sides. He shouldn't have to do it with her. And also, he should still be able to live his own life. And the only way to do that is to have this victimless crime here. Mm. I'd like to have her on. I want to hear from her. Well, he's not even on. Well, I know. <laughs> he's I, email. Email. I, I would just say, you know what, babe? I'm going to do this with you. You got it. And then, sure, you're... Your, but your fingers are crossed the whole time under your pants. Of course. <laughs> under your pants? Where do you tell your lies? <laughs> or whatever. Like, where do you... <laughs> Behind your back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the? <laughs> Eddie, what do you think about I this? I was just thinking of a way to hide it. Well, I'm, I'm kind of like William. I, I don't do it if I don't want to do it. Like, bottom line. But that's me. I've been married 15 years. But recently, I'll just... I have found that when you do something together, it does help the relationship. You know, it could, recently you found this out. Yeah, like two years. <laughs> You've been ago. married fifteen years. Correct. I'm a stubborn person. Okay, go ahead. But also, he shouldn't. It's not like she's saying, "Hey, I'm about to do something. I don't know. This is like a cleanse." He doesn't want to do and he it. He shouldn't have to I do it. Right. Shouldn't have to. We're do all it. in like, agreement. He shouldn't have to do it. Correct. Right? Yes. Okay. We all agree there. However. It does help a relationship sometimes and a marriage when you do things together and it's only one month of one month of sacrifice. It's something you did. And at the end of the month, you accomplish something Whatever. together. And You're setting strengths. yourself up for every January. You got to do this. Well, with that's true. Hey, buy some of those airport bottles, airplane <laughs> bottles. Drink in the backyard when she's No, I also don't want to condone drinking and sneaking alcohol, but whatever. There's nothing illegal about it if you're just doing it in the house. Yeah, I'm illegal. saying with your, you're saying hide Hey, William, live your life, bro. We're all saying you shouldn't do it. We're all on the same page. You shouldn't do it. We have different ways to say. But don't do what Bobby's saying. I'm saying, <laughs> say, babe, I got it. I'm going to do it with you. And if you decide to go up and have a glass of wine in the garage, good for you, buddy. <laughs> it's not like Amy's never snuck into her closet and had some wine. No, I'm not implying. I'm saying like it's he's setting himself up for having to do things with her that are like he doesn't want to do. Like just be honest about it that you don't want to do it. You don't have to be sneaky and say you're going to. And but you're missing out her. the extra bonus. You know, babe, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. But then don't do it. So you win every <laughs> angle. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay. William, good luck, buddy. Let us yeah. know how that goes, because I don't think you heard a really right answer from the entire group Yeah, of we us probably here. are no help to you other than that. You sh- you're not really going to do it. There, yes. <laughs> In some way. And watch him just do it now fully. <laughs> it goes against everything we said. All right, that's the mailbag. Close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. There you go. Happy New Year, William. Speaking of New Year, does your daughter make New Year's resolutions? Well, she doesn't normally, but she had to for school, which I thought was super cool. And they made her write them down. And so she came home and she was like, hey, mom, I made my New Year's resolutions. And so I asked her what they were. And she said that the first one was to play more sports because she only played soccer last year. So she said she wants to do almost like everything this year, whatever she can. Then she said she wants to make all A's, which right now, because English is her second language, she's behind on some stuff. She's an A-B girl, but she wants straight A's. But I'm proud of her bees. And then uh, she's the third thing was spend more time with mom. Really? Me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know who mom is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We figured that out. I know. That's cool. that's cool though that she's 13 and still thinks that a good thing is spending time with her mom. Yeah, and that she wanted to make that a goal of hers this year. So yeah, I don't think special. we acknowledge too that she won an award playing. It's first year ever play sports. And she won an award on her soccer team. Yeah, she got voted. Only four people on the team got awards. 
And it was a team voted one. Hers was, and she got most improved. Which is really cool. Yeah, because she'd never played on a legit soccer team before. And she really did, from game one to the championship, which they won the championship, you could see such improvement. How did she, uh, what did she tell you after I tutored her a couple weeks ago? Anything? Any good good news about how I was the greatest tutor ever? No, she liked the nerds you gave her or something. Oh, I did yeah. give her candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. she loved those. <laughs> I was working with her on, you know, the difference in a fable and a tall tale. This for school? Yeah, it's for school. Yeah, she, she had a. It was before the. They have end of year exams. Did, what did she get? Make A in that class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feel like a failure. What was that? What would that be? Language arts? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Nice. She either had an 89 or 90. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. I take all the credit for that mm-hmm. one night of Oh, of yeah, tutoring. for sure. Yeah. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So the Mega Millions jackpot surges to nearly half a billion dollars. And I have the things that are more likely to happen to you than winning this. Lunchbox, listen up. Mm-hmm. Uh, dating a supermodel. One in 88,000 chance. Do that, Lunchbox. I'm already married okay. to a supermodel. But why didn't you? Uh, I never really had the connections to get those supermodels. I hit them up, but they would never respond. Oh. They probably just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They were busy. What else? Get attacked by a shark, like one in 3.7 million. I've already, had, I've already had that happen. Oh, yeah. He says right. a shark <laughs> ate his paddle boat. Oh, yeah. So maybe there is hope for you, Lunchbox. What about getting attacked by a hold bear? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. But we put him on a lie detector, and the lie detector said he was lying about oh, that. I just want okay. that to be known. Okay, true. Okay, go ahead. Getting attacked by a bear is like one in two million. Chance. I mean, this summer I did have a bear in the driveway of the cabin That's I was staying. True. I and mean, then, so I'm. I mean, look at this. I'm pretty nailing all these. And then you're actually more likely to have conjoined twins. No, I, a, I haven't had that. No, that's <laughs> oh. that's more likely for you than winning this. Than winning the lottery. Yes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that one. <laughs> that's that crazy. Put it into perspective. <laughs> so the lottery is tomorrow, Friday night? Yeah, yeah Friday tonight. night. Tonight. Tonight. Tonight's the night. Does some is, of them go on Friday and some Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday and Tuesdays are the Mega Millions. Wednesday, Saturday is the Powerball. He knows And they're this. both half a billion dollars. Woo! I didn't want to win earlier this week. Now I want to win. Amy, what else? Okay, so Bobby, when you're on an airplane, uh, the window in front of you. In front of me? Like, so the seat in front of you, if there's a window, do you have any control over whether or not that window is up or down? The only person who has control of the window is the person sitting right on the window. Sometimes there's the one in between the seats, though. It's the first one to move it if there's a half. Yeah, if it's a half and half. But. I don't care if you're in the middle seat or the aisle either. You don't get to move the window. That's the person who sits at the window. Why? Well, a woman got into an argument with a man because she, he wanted the window down. She wanted it up or whatever. And she thought, I meant, she filmed it, their argument, then put it on TikTok thinking she was in the right. But of course, everyone agrees that she's in the wrong. Here's the clip. Can you just keep it shut, please? I'm trying to sleep. Just keep it I shut. I want it up. I like to see. I call the agenda. You're being ridiculous. Good. You don't own this plane. My God. Don't touch me. That's assault. That's assault. What does he do? Touching her finger? Yeah, like, I think she put her hand forward to shut it. That's not your window. Yeah. You don't own the plane. You have the domain of your own window, and that's it. The video's been viewed more than 4.2 million times. Why are people so (laughs) dumb on airplanes? I don't know. And you know what? To her point, she doesn't own the plane either. Yeah, Bobby just said that. Oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm concentrating on the pile over I got here. You. <laughs> 
What else? Uh, Luke Bryan was moved to tears in a new American Idol sneak peek video that came out. And here's the clip. Nothing is more exciting than just a raw talent. This is the first time that just someone singing made me cry. Mm, so American Idol, it's still like a month away from coming out, right? Never heard of it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm on the show if you're new to this. Can you say that person singing? Do you know who that person is? I know who all- Just by that clip? Well, here's the thing I don't want to say, because some of them make it through that round, but then don't end up making it to me. So oh. I, I'm going to say nothing right now, except there are some really, really great singers, because what American Idol does is they use all of Because of COVID, they were like, we're doing all this stuff online that first auditions and so many people came out that never would have come to an audition right oh true so you you got it got a lot of really special singers so i'll just say that it uh february 14th is the first episode uh valentine's night american idol oh that's special mm-hmm. you and caitlin can sit and watch you on tv mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like that's my plan <laughs> that's <laughs> all right on amy that's my file that was amy's pile of stories it's time for the good news with amy tell me something good So shout out to a woman named Patty Beam, who has a heart for the military and those that serve our country. She's the manager at Quaker Steak and Lube, which is... (laughs) Steak and Lube? I know. I That's not right. You eat a steak and get your car lubed up? It's a motor-themed restaurant. In Pennsylvania. Okay. That's, that's I, risky, so, yeah. Though. I know. It just sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Quaker Steak and Lube. Yes. Okay. So she decided, I want to send Christmas cards to military members serving overseas. So she put out a basket encouraging people that came into the restaurant to get a card and drop it in there. She thought she'd get 100. Well, she got over 3,000, which is super cool. And she, every week, she would drop off a big old bag of cards to the Army Recruiting Office, and they would help mail them out and get them delivered. And they've split them between the Army, the Marines, and the Navy equally. That's a good story. And while you drop off a card, you get you a skirt steak and a lube job. <laughs> in the car. There it is. Oh, Looking at a picture yeah. of it. Steak and lube. Yep. Oh, there you go. All right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. A Texas woman's accused of stealing a $10,000 dog. What kind of dog was that? Yeah. I don't even know. Crazy. And then driving for more than a mile as a store employee who tried to stop her clung to the hood of her car. Video captured the store worker, Elise James, on the front of a sedan as it sped through Harris County. Quote, I was hanging for dear life, James told NBC affiliate KPRC of Houston, Texas. She was working at Bully Camp. When a couple came in to discuss financing options for buying the exotic bully puppy, but while she stepped away, they grabbed the dog and ran. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. Here's a clip of her describing the incident on the news. They were also like weaving and driving reckless, and I couldn't, I could barely hold on. I was so scared. Then finally, after about 10 minutes, the car stopped, but her plight wasn't over as the man got out of the car. And he grabs me by my feet, and then he grabs me by my chest, and he um, starts hitting me. So, what happened with the dog? Do we even know? Did they keep the dog? Did the dog, do we know the end of the story? I don't know. Now I'm Googling exotic bully puppies and they're so cute. <laughs> $10,000? That's a lot of money for a dog. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm jumping on the hood of a car. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're still looking for oh, the people wow. and the dog? But in a way, for these people that work with these dogs, that's like if someone were to come in and steal your child. Not, you a, not a, a newborn no, puppy. No, no. Yeah, no, different. not the same at all. 
I mean, ten thousand is a lot of money, but not. The I'm same. not talking yeah. about the money part. I'm talking about the connection well, part of it. Even that, it's such a puppy. <laughs> definitely you know, not. Okay, fine, but you know that's why it's different than it's not your typical loss prevention, where it's like someone steals something from, you know, Walmart or Target, and you're like, no, 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 don't run after them. But this is someone's dog. And it's ten thousand dollars a dog. That's <sighs> yeah, true. But if she just works there, ain't no way. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that stinks. <laughs> Kathy, another one was stolen. We'll find them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's go over and do the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. What did the limestone say to the geologist? What did the limestone say to the geologist? Don't take me for granite. <laughs> 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 that was the morning corny. I like that one. Mm-hmm. A little, lot. Yeah, a little rock humor <laughs> for wish, you this morning. I wish I would have known that back in my granite days. I Amy used to sell granite. When I met her, she was a granite salesman. <laughs> I would have told that to a lot of my people. Uh, in, what, 20 minutes, Morgan Wallen's going to be in studio mm. performing. So Morgan Wallen coming up. <laughs> We're about 15 minutes away from Morgan Wallen in studio here playing live music. He is in our marathon green room right now. They're tuning up, ready to come in. So that'd be really cool. I did want to bring the story. So this was caught on a ring doorbell in Smithtown, New York. A driver who went to pick up food like a Uber Eats or a Postmates or DoorDash, whatever you use, was really upset because they made the drive and they only got an $8 tip. And this is all on the camera. Hmm. So an irate driver voiced her displeasure with having to drive 40 minutes from the next town she claimed the drive was over 12 miles long, and this is what happened on the doorbell cam. I still let us know how far, so I think you need to adjust your tip to make it right. How much is the tip? An $8 tip. I gave an $8 Okay, I'm going to bring the food back. I'm going to bring the food back. Okay. Okay. She took the food back, didn't give it to him. Whoa. Because the tip wasn't big enough. Whoa. They did some <laughs> internet research and they said, okay, you claim the drive was 12 miles, but Google Maps indicates that it's seven miles and 15 minutes away, but you still can't go and argue with someone about the tip and then take their food back. Yeah. Right. What do you think about when you hear that? I just think, I feel like there has to be a radius that you're allowed, that you're willing to go. And I guess she took the, she took the call, you know, or she took the, I don't know how these apps work, but she took it. And so she made the commitment to drive it out there. So you have to take what people give you. Someone might give you an $8 tip, but guess what? The next person might give you a $30 tip. Well, not, not really. That's not how it works because you, it usually gives you. 15, 20, 25%, like a little button. I was being as exaggerating. Yeah. I was meaning that some people are going to undertip you, but some people are going to overtip you. I don't you. think this was undertipped, though. Well, I don't even, yeah. Cause $8 I don't if the drive is 15 minutes? Sounds like a good tip. I don't know. Raymundo used to drive Uber. Yeah, how but I was it, not doing the food. I almost feel like you need to tip more for the food. But but how does it work? You just get a beep going, hey, come come get me, and you accept it or not? Exactly. It's totally your choice, and they don't have to give a tip. They, that's the, $8 seems like a good tip for de- food delivery. They base the tip off to how much food is it? So we, do we, do we know that amount? No, but if you're just picking it up, you're not making it. I understand that, but she f- clearly feels entitled to more than eight. She clearly is nuts because she's going, I'm taking the food back. <laughs> right. And then she ain't even getting an $8 tip. Mm-hmm. So she did all that work for nothing. Ugh. What's wrong with people? What's, What's wrong, wrong with, with people? people? Thank you. The Friday Morning Conversation with Morgan Wallen. Morgan, how are you, bud? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You're extremely fresh-faced. Yeah, I had a mustache yesterday, but I woke up today and <laughs> decided to off with it. What happened? Because I was <clears throat> seeing that Walmart accidentally leaked your your record. Like, what what do you know that happened? I guess a few Walmarts 
I don't know, around the area. I mean, there was like, I think it was like Wisconsin, Missouri, some other places just put it out on the shelf too early. And then. Oh, so it was out physically. Which I think they may do that sometimes just to get it ready, but then it'll show up like unauthorized when you go to buy it. But they just started authorizing it anyway. I think from what I can, from what I understand. So, but that's how you know you made it when it's not just an accident; it's a leak. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, I've, I've honestly thought about doing something like that on purpose before, but this was an accident. There are 30 songs total on the on the two records. <clears throat> yeah, the target has plus two. Yeah, so be 32 th- overall. So, how many songs do you write to, to trim it to 32? Uh, I don't know, probably like 100, something like that. I would say. I was looking at my phone before you came in. Amy, listen to this. Morgan texts me on Monday, December 28th at 7.50 a.m., which, by the way, it's during a, I thought my house was on fire. Someone had texted me at 7.45 in the morning on the 28th. I was like, oh, God, what? my phone's ringing. I'm like, what, what happened? And he goes, hope you had a Merry Christmas, brother. Uh-huh. Like, hey, d- disclaimer, I was, in the East, I was on Eastern time zone, so it was 8.45 for me. What were you doing up so early during break? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? I wasn't even up that early. And I replied back. I was like, you too, man. See you soon. And I was like, what is Morgan doing up at 8 o'clock? Three I think days that might have been. Oh, I, was he- I think I was headed to Charleston. What did you, you do for Christmas? I think I was listening to the radio and you came on or something. Okay. So it was like a best of show. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. What was Christmas like for you? It was good, man. It was white. In, in East Tennessee, we had a white Christmas. That was cool. I think the last time we had that was about 10 years ago. Um, just spending with my family, man. It was It was real cool. When you go back home, and wh- I know where you grew up and it's around Knoxville, but what's home? What do you call home when you go home? What town? Well, I, I, Knoxville and Sneville both. Um, you know, I, I spent a majority of my time in Knoxville growing up. I, I'd say probably around 10 years, but I spent five or six in Sneedville, and that's where I was born. That's where a lot of my family's from, so I just kind of consider them both my home. If you go to a restaurant or you go to Chili's or something, do you start seeing people go, oh, Morgan Wallen's at Chili's? I don't go there anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just good. You just chill. Yeah, yeah. All right. You got. Uh, you put out a double album. Let me ask you this before I play a couple clips. Why a double album? Why not do what's being done normally? Oh, yeah. Well, me and my manager Seth, we kind of started the year off last year, joking around about the idea of a double album, just because we had already accumulated, you know, probably. I don't know, 20, some, 20, you know, the low 20s in, in the number of songs that we felt like were worthy of being recorded. And, you know, that's an, that's a weird number because you can take that and you can usually take it down to about 15 and just have a normal album, you know, or you can go up. And I didn't think I was going to have enough time to do it um, because we are going to be touring a lot. And then, you know, obviously the way, you know, the way last year turned out, I, I ended up having a lot of time. And right when quarantine started, I wrote like five or six songs right, right immediately that we felt were worth recording. So we just decided to, to go up instead of trimming it down. And, you know, I feel like people really want music right now more than they have in a long time because they got more time to listen to it. So it just seemed like it made sense. Where does most of your inspiration come from for writing a song? experience uh, a lot of times it comes from something that you know like an idea from a song can can spur from a lot of things so for me it comes a lot from people talking in a conversation you know they'll say something like oh it'll click in my head you know that's a song idea song title but most of the things that I write are pretty you know from experience or something that I've seen what huh. about more than my hometown where does that come from and how'd that come together yeah well, me and Hardy wrote that together um uh, we we both come from you know similar places he's from Mississippi I'm from Tennessee but they're similar areas and um, man, we just we're real proud of where we came from, and you know we always I think we always will be. And this song kind of also means, you know, just 
talking about sticking true to yourself in a, you know, in a metaphorical way. Um, no matter who comes and goes, I'm going to, you know, I'll be here being myself. And we both just kind of felt like those two things really coincided well together. Morgan Wallen is here. He's got the 30 songs out today. <laughs> Dangerous. The double album. It is out. Let's do a little more than my hometown. I know you got your, your boys here. Let's do it. Yeah. You guys all good? Everybody yeah. good? Yeah. All right. Let's hear a little more than my hometown. Girl, our mama's best friends And so we the whole town's rooting for us Like the home team Most likely to settle down Plant a few roots real deep and let them go But we can't stop this real world From spinning us your bright lights caught I don't blame you for picking up your big dream bags They're all packed up and ready to go But I just need you to know I love you more than a California sunset More than a bigger when you ain't 21 yet More than a Sunday morning, Lord, turn this on Pour it all so round Hallelujah, fam yeah, I love you more than a feeling when the bass is a hook When the guy gets a girl at the end of the book But that ain't you and me, so I guess I'll see you around Cause I can't love you more than my hometown Love you more than my hometown Love you more than my hometown Love you more, baby, love you more Come on, yeah. Morgan Waller How'd that feel, guys? Feel good to play music again? It sure does, yeah Man, that is so good Your high school, you went to high school the same school that Kenny Chesney went to, right? I did, yeah. Is there like a shrine to Kenny at your school? No, or surprised. Well, there wasn't then. But like, That's it's not like now, Kenny almost. Chesney High. Like they're <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You think not. there'd be like a school board going, guys? We really should work. <laughs> but so you don't walk in. It's like home of Kenny Chesney and like that. No, uh, which I don't. At least not then. I haven't been back really since I graduated. So maybe they changed that now. But in your hometown, um, Sneedville. Would they put up a Morgan Wallen sign, like Boyhood Home Morgan Wallen? Uh, I'd say so, probably. They they said that they were already wanting to do it, but they were afraid somebody would steal it. Which somebody, like more than my hometown, for example, I took the cover art was, you know, a Sneedville sign, and someone just stole it. So mm. I guess they, they're, I'd say it's probably a good, <laughs> good suspicion. But what could happen, though, eventually, when you put it up, people will go, go to Sneedville, take a picture with the sign, and support the local economy. No, that's not, yeah, that's already happening. I went back home for um, I didn't know this, but someone just told me this the other day that I was back home and seeing my my papa, and I guess somebody found out that I was there, and people like were driving to Sneedville to try to find me and stuff. So well, that's a little different. <laughs> that's- <laughs> well, but hopefully they stopped for a snack somewhere, and then yeah, that's true. They went to the yeah. yeah. Let me. I want to play something from the record as you as you uh, get some water there. This is track one. Morgan's got a new record called Dangerous. Uh, it's a double album. Here is Sand in My Boots. Something about the way she kissed me Tells me she loves in Tennessee Yeah, but all I brought back with me Was some sand in my boots And then here's another one I really like called Whiskeyed My Way. This is that. It wasn't my buddies, it wasn't my mama It wasn't no self-help how to 
good one, man. Thanks, man. What, which of these songs do you look forward to playing to a crowd that is going to scream it back at you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, that's a good question. Because uh, you really haven't been able to, and I mean this in the most loving, because you know I love you, right? Oh, I love you too. <laughs> you haven't been able to pl- be a massive, the massive superstar you are now to a massive crowd yet. No, right. Like you were starting to hit it. I told you, I saw you and I wasn't convinced and I saw you and I was like, now nah, I'm convinced. Yeah. Like, but now you have so many songs that... 20,000 people will sing back to. Yeah, it's pretty, it's unreal to think about. Um, I don't know. I think Sand in My Boots is it's one of my personal favorites too, man. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that, what that one's like. But yeah, it, it's a, you know, it's like a bittersweet thing, you know, it, like, like, a, like a lot of what's going on in the world for all of us, it's bittersweet. That's, that's just part of it for me too. Do you ever see people outside your house now driving by? No, I don't. No, I don't look outside of my house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just want because Post Malone has a house right on a road. People drive by, I see on Instagram all the time, driving by Post Malone's house, and I'm like, dang, he just, people just found it on the internet, but people haven't, they haven't done that to you yet. No, I, which my, I don't know how, the, I guess they found it, I'm not sure how they found his, but mine is, my house is like not my name or anything, so maybe it's a little harder to find. What if his wasn't under Post Malone? <laughs> you just Google where does Post Malone live and it popped up there. <laughs> well, you become such a star. We're going to come back. I'm going to uh, ask you guys to play a little bit of my favorite song from the record. I won't even tell you what that is yet. Uh, Morgan Wallen is here. Amy? I'm going to come to you in a second. I know you have a, a burning question for Morgan. I do. Yeah. So we'll come back with Morgan <laughs> oh Wallen and the band next. The Friday Morning Conversation with Morgan Wallen. My favorite song is Somebody's Problem. Love it. It's such a good song, man. It barely made the record. Is that right? Well, not because we didn't think it was good enough. It's just I'd already I already had recorded about 31, and I think this is the last. It was the very last one that we recorded. Why did you record this one if it was right there on the fence? I just really liked it a lot, and I just, I don't know, it seemed unique compared to all the rest of them, so I just came in to, I, or I, I don't think I came in, I think I texted Seth and Joey and was like, here you guys, I really like this song, and Joey's like, damn. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it, it's my favorite right now from you. Thank you. You want to play a little bit of that? Yeah, let's you do guys it. Wanna do a little, okay, this is Morgan Wall. I got a new record out today. It's a double album. Here is uh, Somebody's Problem. Bama Red Forerunner pulled into the party with a 38 sticker on the back windshield. Two-tone tank top slipping off her shoulder. Kind of girl when she steps out the world stands still. Ooh, I think I know where this is going. I already know it's she's somebody's problem. Somebody's goodbye. Somebody's last call number that they can't find. Somebody's best day. Somebody's worst night. Somebody's reason for leaving on the porch slide. Thinking about them tan lines. And I'm thinking, damn, I'd love to drown in them heartbreak of blue eyes. She's somebody's problem. Somebody's problems. About to be mine. You're about to be mine. About to be mine. About to be mine. That's so good, guys. Okay. All of you guys. Morgan, the whole band. Man, so good. I you guys' background vocals on that, A plus. <laughs> I know it's the Morgan show, but I, let me no. recognize you guys. Please that, do, man. That uh that part, I'm, I'm gonna sing that tan lines line. You guys do it with me. Ready? <laughs> All right, All right, here we go. 
Think about them tan lines. No, you got there it is. Sounds good. Nailed it. Because the lines, think about them tan lines, and I'm thinking, damn, I okay. Wanna drown in the got it. Right, here we go. Here we go. Think about them tan lines, and I'm thinking, dang right. That's not good, boys. Come on. Look at hey, don't it. be replacing me. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> they, they. What do you mean, Because I can't worry. do your job. <laughs> yeah, well, they nailed it. Yeah, that's great, yeah. guys. Dang. How'd you find, how'd you find all these guys? Uh, they moved here with me. Well, except for him, but we still love him. Um, <laughs> all you guys, East Tennessee guys for the most part? No, none of them. Oh, really? Yeah. They moved here for you. What do you mean? So I met uh, uh, the guy that used to be my guitar player. He he, we were not. It was not like a bad breakup or anything. He just got married and wanted to stay on the on you know at home. But I met him and they used to be a couple. These two right here used to be in a band together, like an active rock band. And uh, we kind of just all became friends and started a band together. And I don't know, we just we we decided we're going to move to Nashville. And those guys, used to, the band was called Godsmack, yeah. which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Morgan's here because. He put out a double album today. It is it is all over the place, man. Every, it's so many songs. I know. And I see them, random ones pop up all over the place. Like just all different playlists and... I mean, I, I and I guess that's the plan. Like, get as much good stuff out to people as possible, right? Yeah, man. We, you know, we felt like each song had something unique to say, and there's a lot of different sounds. We had, I, I think, you know, three main sounds that we kind of tried to use, you know, spread out. But um, yeah, we we just felt like we had a, a lot of good stuff. These love songs. There's a lot. There's there's some love. Songs yeah, that's here. mostly on side one. Yeah. So, like, what's happening there? I think just you know, life life experiences. It's nothing really. Uh, it's nothing really like present. It's just most stuff that I've, I've just drawn from things that I've been through in the past. I got to wonder, too, like when you're going back and you go back to play SNL, and that's a big lie. That's a live show. Yep. I mean, the L is live. Do you get nerves still? Is being as good as you are, do you still get nerves when it's like, here we go, click, click, click? Um, for some reason, I really didn't for that. I don't know why. They, they were really accommodating towards us. You know, they made us feel super comfortable so I think that really had a lot to do with it. You know, if everybody was real uptight, and like, get it, get here, get here, it might have been different, but it was pretty relaxed and I felt pretty comfortable. The only thing that I was a little bit nervous is about um, after, like after I did the skit, I had I don't know, less than three minutes to change clothes and then go sing. So that was what I, I was a little nervous about that, but it, it, was, it was smooth. Do you guys as the band go... Well, if I screw up on this stage, this is <laughs> like, uh, what, what, what's your name? Dominic. Dominic, do yeah. you go? Did you play SNL? Did oh, you go? Yeah. Okay, when you're, this is a big deal for you too, right? This oh, is not yeah. just. It is about Morgan, but this is you guys. Is like you're the highest level. Are you going, Dominic? If you screw this up, <laughs> you're like, are you nervous? I didn't think I would be, and then as soon as we got on stage, there was a little bit of like, oh, this is this is for real. This is really happening, but. I think it was so exciting to be there that it just kind of was like, I don't know, any like exciting football game or something. You're like, oh, I'm like more excited than I'm nervous. I don't know what I feel right now. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like, what happens, Morgan, if that's a good Dominic, like for a example, game. hits a bad note in a live show? Do you look at him? Do you acknowledge that you, you saw yeah. it? Or like what happens then? Yeah, well, it, it's a little, I think it's a little more serious if it's like on live TV. But if know? it's like at a show. at a, at a So far, that's yeah. not happened, I don't think. But yeah, at a show, I'll just laugh. You know, it's, I, I know he's extremely talented. It's we all mess. I, I screw up the words sometimes. You know, I, I do wrong things too. 
Which leads me to my next question. Do you know the words to all 30 of these songs? <laughs> I feel like to think I do because <laughs> I did record them. But uh, still, that's a lot to it remember. Is. Well, yeah, we're going to do a, a, a show, like a live stream thing at the Ryman, and we're, we're, going, we're rehearsing for that. And I, I was telling them last night, like... I think I might have to start practicing before rehearsal. Amy, what do we like to ask Morgan? Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. <gasps> what? I have not. Sometimes when Morgan is talking, do you hear Ted? No. <laughs> no, no, none Ted of that. Ted Lasso is the greatest TV show of 2020. It's, yes. not, it's still so, Okay, now. so it's 2020. So when you hear Ted talking, you hear me then. <laughs> okay, I guess so. <laughs> He's true. such an inspiration. And two, you know, I think you're still young. I mean, you're 27, but you're still young and especially young in your career. But what would you say to other people coming up, whether they're trying to have a musical career or any profession they're seeking? Like, did you see yourself being successful or like, is that, did you believe in yourself wholeheartedly or did you have people along the way encouraging you or what would you tell people? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it helps to have both, but I definitely did. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I never really had doubts, and I don't. And you know, even like my first single was, you know, not a failure, but definitely not a hit. And even then, I don't. I don't know why. I just never let bad thoughts come into my mind. And I think that really that mindset really affects your work ethic too. You know, because if you if you're expecting to fail, you're probably not going to give your complete effort. I don't think. I've never really thought about it that much, but for some reason, I just never let anything negative get in my head. I think yeah. that's a huge part of your success, I'm sure, and it's very Tad Les Ted Lasso. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, I need to watch show. that. It's the best show. You have yeah. to. I think I saw that you put that on. You put that on something. It's, like my, it's my number one favorite show, and I tattooed it on my arm. Did you? So that's what? I, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. like, can you? No, I have a Morgan Wallen tattoo on that, that arm. <laughs> yeah, on the other arm. Who? Who is it? Who's in it? Uh, Jason, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Oh, he's he's hilarious. Now, Sudoku is what you do as a puzzle name. <laughs> Sudeikis is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever you What's know that about? guy. He's a football coach at Wichita State, and he, he gets recruited to go be the, a soccer coach, but he's never played soccer in his life. <laughs> in England. In England. Yeah, oh, so, so he's I'll, like faking his way through it. Well, you have to watch it to find out. Okay. If you watch it, let me know. It's good. You may all seen it here. You guys are probably too busy making great music. I get it. Oh, we get come it. On, guys. You're great musicians. We get it. All right. Let's do uh, let's do one more song. Morgan's got the double album out today. It's called Dangerous. And I think we'll end with the, the big one right now that I can hear thousands and thousands of people singing this song back to you. So much so that you can stop in the middle of it and they'll just take it. You know, Don't do it here because we ain't going to do that. But <laughs> I don't you'll, know. You did a pretty good job. But, but you'll be able to just play this song and stop. And the place is going to be like seventh. Whatever. I'm not singing it right now. But you guys, are you ready? Here we go, Morgan Wallen, Seven Summers, Bobby Bone Show. Yeah, you used to talk about getting even further south. Somewhere where the summer lasted all year round Probably got a big old rhyming on your hand right now Maybe a baby or a couple by now Long driveway to a big white house But I wonder when you're drinking If you find yourself thinking about That boy from East Tennessee And I know we both look better But we still separate 
seven summers ago in southern comfort where we dumbo just younger who knows back then you used to love the river and sipping on a sixer with me does it ever make you sad no that was seven summers ago What's up? He sounds just the same. It's like Live we push play. Radio. Yeah, yeah, which is like not everybody's like that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Most people aren't like that. <laughs> yeah, and Listen. it's awkward. Let me we won't say, say no name. About your record. Um, let me say that the last track on the second record is the song Eric Church wrote. Yeah. Eric Church. I'm fans of all three of them. Eric Church, Luke Laird, and Josh Thompson. So mm-hmm. individually, love them all. Me how'd, too. how'd that song come to you? Um, I had, we were still on tour at that point, and... Um, I brought Luke and Rodney Clausen out one weekend to write some songs while we were out. And Luke's obviously a frequent collaborator with, with Eric, and he had just heard me say something in my show talking about Eric Church. So he was like, oh, man, you know, I, I love him too. You know, I write with him and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, let, me, let, me play some, let me play some songs we wrote. And, and so we listened, and I heard that one, and I really liked it. And, and I said, well, you, is he going to record that, you know? And he's like, I don't know. Let me ask him. And Eric was like, no. And I said, well, can I? <laughs> and they said, yeah. So That's I, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, quitting time. Yeah, quitting yeah. time. On, it's the final track on the record. Right. The other thing that I like, too, is because I remember when Diplo put it out, and you sang it when it was Heartless, but it was on Diplo's record. Mm-hmm. But you have you have a more uh, called the Wallen mix mm-hmm. on the record. We, do we have that, Ray? Can we play some of that? You gotta be so heartless. I know you think it's harmless. You're tearing me apart. So the difference in the mix is just a lot of standard instruments instead of... Yeah, and like real drums and stuff like that. Yeah, man. You got... You got a lot, but you got a lot of great stuff, man. It's awesome. Thank you. Super excited for you. Everybody check it out. It's dangerous. You probably have no choice. It's going to be played everywhere. Everybody get, you're getting here. You ever go anywhere and hear your music playing over the top? Yeah. Well, the other day I went in Kroger and my song was playing. I was like, <laughs> I immediately just walked out. <laughs> All right. There he is. Morgan I'm not Waller. that hungry. Guys, good to see you guys. You guys killed it. You're great. All Thank dressed you. in black, too. Yeah. You got exactly. the memo I sent out. I was like, don't come in here with any color. All right. There he is. Morgan Wallen. Check out the record. Oh, before you go. Amy is hosting Morgan Wallen's album release party on Thursday the 14th, 7 p.m. local time, wherever you are. It'll be on iHeartRadio's YouTube page. All right, thanks, man. Thank y'all. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. My grandmother in Tennessee couldn't attend her grandson's wedding due to COVID-19, but the grandson and his bride took a bit of the ceremony to, to her. She's 91 years old. Her name is Mary Ellen Whitaker. Her youngest grandson got married, but she had to stay home, watch on Zoom. Just before they left for the honeymoon, the bride and groom made one last stop at the assisted living facility where she lives near Knoxville. They stood just outside the doors, and his grandma was led to the entrance to meet them from a distance. She was extremely surprised. They were all dressed up. They brought special cupcakes that were used instead of the wedding cake. So it kind of felt like she was there. Here's a clip of this. Bit excited and tired and everything else, and then to stop, it just got to me. It was very special. That's got to be tough. A lot of weddings weren't able to be had at full capacity of what weddings should be had. I mean, Raymundo was a bit of a victim of that too. Mm-hmm. How many times did you guys delay your wedding before you got married? 
It was no delay. It was always going to be October 24th. But oh, cut back. You just cut it way back? Yeah. Yep. How many? 150 yeah. to about uh, 50. Yeah. Okay. There was still a decent amount. I didn't realize there were 50 people there. I guess they were so spread out. That's a decent amount. Was that leaving? Oh, I feel like it was it 30. It was less than 50, Ray. It was 30. <laughs> I oh, counted. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Okay, all right, there you go. Anyway, they did a great job here. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I'm going to read you a list of the most hated country songs. I ran into an article, and it listed the top hated country songs of all time. So we'll, we'll do this where you can love it, Hate it or indifferent. Okay. Okay. Uh, indifference, like, don't care either way? Yeah, it's like, fine. Okay. Yeah. Love it, hate it, indifferent. Kind of weird because they're all songs people love. Because you wouldn't be the most hated if it weren't songs that people love. Right. People wouldn't know about them. All right, here we go. At number 10, Shania, That Don't Impress Me Much. That don't impress me much. Love it, hate it, or indifferent, Amy? Indifferent. Yeah. I, I, I do, I'm going to go, mm, I'm going to go indifferent. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because. I don't hate it. Yeah. Hmm. Eddie? Love it. Brad Pitt? You think you're Brad Pitt or something? Love it. You think you're Elvis or something? No, I mean, I know the words, Eddie. <laughs> I love this song. You do love it? Yeah, stuff? it's yeah. great. I like it, but I can't say love it, okay. so I'm going to go indifferent. Lunchbox? Hate it. And she's lying. The whole song's a lie. All women care about is looks and money. And she said, oh, that don't impress me much. Yeah, right. Okay. Go date an ugly dude. Ugly fat dude. Bald dude. Broke dude. Ain't going to happen. At number nine, Jason Aldean, Dirt Road Anthem. Love it, hate it, or indifferent. Amy? Love it. Cold beer in a console. Bones? I'm just gonna go indifferent <gasps> again. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm I mean, shocked. I, I like it. You're not having strong opinions right now. <laughs> I like. I really like some Aldine stuff, but this one wasn't my favorite. Oh wow! This is one of my favorite Good. Aldine songs. Eddie? Nah. I hate it. It's what? <laughs> Dumb song. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn, in dirt road. No, damn, but no, that don't impress Jack me. I'm offended now because I actually do like it. Jack and Jill went up the hill. Now get out of here. All hate right. it. Lunchbox. Love it. This wow, seems so like good. a great day in a life. Like yeah. just out there hanging out, relax, no stress <laughs> in the world. Love it. Okay. Especially when he breaks it down and raps listen, a little listen, right listen. here. Listen, listen. No, I get it. <laughs> so dumb. Top 10 hated country songs of all time. <laughs> We didn't make the list, by the way. Number eight, Stuck Like Glue from Sugarland. Amy? Yeah, love it. Do I love it, it too. Do it one time. I love it so much. I perform with them on stage at Frank Irwin Center. Oh, yeah. And did the rap part. I Heart them. Country. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, Eddie? Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Lunchbox? Indifferent. Doesn't get me going anyway. I, mean, I don't turn it up, but I don't turn it down. If it's on, I listen to okay. it. Number seven, Tracy Bird, Watermelon Crawl. If you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Love it. Clearly love it. Clearly love it. Duh. It's from the 90s, which is okay, but I'm indifferent about it. Wow. Don't carry the way. Okay, lunchbox. Hate it. I mean, it's just so dumb. Nice. Like, I mean, I mean, 
It's so dumb. It's dumb. She thinks my tractor sexy coming at number six on the most hated country song list. You know what? I'm indifferent. Yeah, as far as Kenny songs, I know this is his first big one. Indifferent. I, I love some Kenny stuff. This one doesn't kind of, doesn't match the rest of the Kenny stuff that I like. I like Beach Kenny. So I'm gonna go indifferent. Eddie? <laughs> you all are crazy. This song's amazing. I love it. Obviously, Woo. they're all big hits, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lunchbox? I love it. How can you not love it? Every time it comes on, it makes you smile, puts you in a good mood. Okay. Number five, Big and Rich, Save a Horse. Cause I saddle up my horse and I ride into the city. I make a lot of noise. Maybe? I mean, <laughs> I like it. You lo- okay, you want love? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it's love. Love, hate, or indifferent. Okay, fine, love. Eddie? This song is so stupid, but I love it. It's yeah. <laughs> so good. I love this song. What do you got? I'm indifferent. Uh, <laughs> I probably on. more so am too, but I do kind of jam out when it comes on. Of course. <laughs> I'm indifferent. Day. Lunchbox? Maybe one of the dumbest songs of all time, but I love it. Every time it comes <laughs> on, you turn it up and you laugh every time you hear, save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> Honky Tonk, but Donkey Donk, Trace Adkins. Amy? But indifferent. It's stupid. Yeah. I'm going to go hate. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Eddie? We finally agree. I hate this song. Lunchbox? Hate it. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> like, I want, I want to love it, but I, I just no, can't. It's so dumb. I can't. Uh, they have Taylor Swift at number three on this list. We're never getting back together. I don't consider this a country song. Uh, never, ever. Was this ever. in the cusp of her transition? Mike, Mike, when was this? This was on the, on the pop record, wasn't it? 22? Well, okay, regardless. What do you think? Love it. What you, Mike, what is it? Oh, man, I was that old, huh? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I love it. She sounds great. Yeah, love it. Love, love, it. love, love. I hate it. I you love did, everything. You just she's all so too good. Oh, I'm not getting back. Yeah, right. If he called in two months, you get back together. You're just lying. You're trying to tell yourself you're not getting back with him. But when he calls, you come back. Okay, you're... Anyway, I love that. I mean, song. he's so deep into the lyrics. Yeah, it's like, I'm not, interesting. I'm he's like, but you. I love Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy. <laughs> it speaks to me. <laughs> uh, Billy Ray, Achy Breaky Heart. Love. <laughs> love. Come on. Who doesn't love this song? Amy? Love it. Eddie? Indifferent. Lunchbox? I'll love it. If you don't love it, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> not lying. And the number one most hated song on this list is Toby Keith Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Love it. Eddie? Love it. Yeah, I, I love it for a bunch of reasons. One of my good friends wrote it. Yeah. We performed it with Toby Keith once. Yeah, we sure did. And he couldn't remember Eddie's name, and he goes, where's that Mexican guy? Hey, you Mexican, you sing it. All right. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> On stage in D.C., we opened up for Toby Keith. Well, and it's because I, when I met him, I said, hey, Toby, I'm Eddie. I'm the Mexican of the band. He's like, hey, I like that. That's funny. So that to him, he reminded, it reminded him of that. But he never told the crowd that context. Yeah, he never let them know the inside joke. He's <laughs> he like, the said, Mexican, the you Mexican go. Mexican sing it. <laughs> it is fun, though. Yeah, Lunchbox. Love it. Great song. What a party song. It is a party Woo. song. There you go. That was the top 10 most hated country songs of all time. By the way, all massive hits 
have had so much success, so we didn't mind talking about them in a way that maybe wasn't as loving. Because they could just go, hey, screw off. We've made millions of dollars from that song. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. All right, another round of the Iconic Sounds game. These are all famous sounds from TV, pop culture, technology, etc. We're all playing. I'm one to know at this game, and I've chosen to hop in and play this one too. I like this game. All right. I only barely won the last one, though. Amy put me on... And ran, and ran it pretty hard. I did. All right, guys, here we go. Name the iconic sound to stay in the game. Oh, good. Okay. All right, missing you're out. At first, I was worried. Um, but the one I heard that State Farm is there. Yeah. State Farm. Amy? State Farm. Lunchbox? State Farm. Good. Eddie? State Farm. All right. There's one. Next up. Alright, it's a good one. Pretty easy. That's what I thought the first one was. Let's <laughs> State Farm. <laughs> Everybody in? Yeah, in. I think we all will get this. Let's say in the count of three. One, two, three. Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. Okay, good. Next up. Everybody feel confident? Yeah, yeah, I feel great. You feel confident? Oh, yeah, I feel good. One, two, three. 60, 60 minutes. minutes. Good. Would a clock been acceptable? Would no, because it's a show. Name this iconic sound. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know what to write down here. I wrote down two things. Yeah, okay, I'm going to do the same. Just in case. Yep. You need to hear it again, Lunch? No, I'm writing down a paragraph because I don't really know what to write Good. there. Good, that's it. Well, I wrote down one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the room. Lunchbox. I put uh, Star Wars. They're fighting uh, the Darth Vader guy. I don't know what you would put the answer, though. It, that's what I put. I put Star Wars lightsaber. So I think if... It's, that's what it is. Lunchbox gets it, too. Eddie? I also put lightsaber slash Star Wars. Amy? I put Star Wars. All good, Mike? All good. Yeah, All good. Okay. Cool. okay, good. All right, next up. I'm in. Oh. You can this? I can see it. Will you play one more time? Uh oh. No, I think I have it. Lunchbox, do you have it? I'm, have so, a, I'm only 60% sure. I, I'm about um, 41.5% sure. Not good, okay, guys. then you go first. What is it? <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. It's dinosaurs. I hear a lion. And I see the lion at the beginning of movies in that little circle going rawr. And the, the casino that the lions are in with movies is the MGM. So I put the MGM lion. Oh. Okay. Oh. Eddie? Bones? I have written down MGM. Is that a movie? Production? Yeah, a movie company. Oh, boo. What do you have? Lionsgate. Oh, it might be. No, well. it's not. What is the answer? MGM. Yeah! Come on, Bones! Let's go! I didn't even know that was a company. I thought that was just a casino. Me too. 
guys, the lion is in front of many movies. Yeah, it's right. It's in that circle. Rawr, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, next up, Eddie and I remain. Woo. All right, that's easy. One, yeah. two, three. Sports ESPN. Center. Ooh, is that the same thing? Same thing. Same thing. That's you the show, right? Okay, go ahead. Next up. Oh crap. Okay, I got it. What are you doing? I had to associate that with something else. Do that again, what you just did. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Do you know what I'm chasing, Mike? That sound? No. All right. How confident are you? Oh, 20%. What do you hear there? I hear starting up of a computer, so it would be Apple. Huh. Okay. That's not what it is, is it? I hear HBO. That's it. And because, and then what I hear is the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you guys. (laughs) Boink! Okay, that's what you were doing. I thought you were doing a video game. Because really, the only thing I watched on HBO recently was Curb Your Enthusiasm. That has yeah. that. Will you play that again, Ray? And then we go right into the Curb music. Da, da, da. Yeah, I missed that white noise, the channel thing. Hey, the look at me. Hey, 2-0, oh, baby. You know what? 2-0. You know what I do? What? I, I play a lot of games, win. but when I do... Oh! oh! You're unbelievable. Good job, man. Good job. Thank you very much. I humbly accept this championship. <laughs> the hardest and greatest game of all time. Had a little drink of water. You know what I do with my waters now? So I put these red tablets in them for, what do they have? Like vitamins, right? Oh, electrolytes. Yeah, thank you. But now, because I'm not that regular for some reason, I put every, up two out of three days, I put a cup of Metamucil in the water. Oh. A cup? To help you go? You don't put a cup. Well, I put the cup they have on the bottle. Okay. Not a one cup measure. (laughs) But on top of the bottle, it's a big lid that goes filled with this line. So two out of three days in a row, I fill it up and have a water with Metamucil. Gotcha. That still means I'm young and cool, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't. (laughs) So do you need it or are you just kind of doing it for fun? No, he said (laughs) he needs it. It ain't fun. I need it. Wow. Time marches on, baby. That's true, man. Sorry about that. Amy, anything going on this weekend? No, just hanging out. Probably work on my puzzle and look at my birds at my bird feeder. <laughs> wow. Time me, marches on. Me too. Exact <laughs> same thing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Tim Tebow will be on Monday, which is pretty cool. We'll see you guys. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. <laughs>